Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Um, 11.35, that means doing more research on today's program to get the show on the road, Periscope, Twitter, Facebook. All welcome to Sports Scope. Thank you, everybody. Wanted to talk about the uh, really impressive win by the Packers uh, over uh, Bears team coming east uh, in the short time zone there. A uh, lot of injuries on that Packer team. They um, uh, about three receivers short coming in. Two guys played injured. Lost the number one receiver, still won that game. Talk about tonight's game. I know it was a snooze fest if you're a Jets fan. But, you know, I'll have to say this, everybody, that, you know, this team, with this this Patriot team and Bill Belichick, I was saying tonight somebody on Twitter, it's like Belichick and Brady are in college and I wouldn't say all the NFL, but about 99.9% of the NFL seems to be in um, in elementary school, if you know what I mean. You know? I look back at this game, and I think, okay, you got a first-round quarterback, top-five pick. You have... C.J. Mosley back on defense. You've got Tremaine Johnson on defense. You've got Leonard Williams on defense. You've got high acquisition Le'Veon Bell. You beat a Cowboy team last week who destroyed the Eagles. But how good are the Eagles? And you get beat 33 to nothing in your own backyard. Your quarterback throws. Last I checked, he had 86 yards. He had four interceptions, Sam Darnold. You have a veteran offensive-minded head coach, Adam Gase, uh, and you have a veteran, long-time veteran defensive coordinator in uh, Greg Williams, and you can't score a single point with today's refs and with that offense, which is not all pro, but it's not that's not a bunch of backups there. That looked like a bunch of backups playing starters in a fourth pre in a third preseason game where uh, the other one team has a Super Bowl team and the other team is a up and coming uh, franchise. It, it it really looked bad in such a mismatch. And you know what the number one rule? You know what a, a what are the big rules for Bill Belichick is? And that rule is if you are a running back, um, quarterback, receiver, if you're trying to score a touchdown, do not do not extend that football over the goal line and put it in harm's way where it can be knocked out of your hand for a touchback. I saw that twice this weekend in the college and program. And the way this team played tonight against a against a really good, uh, not a good, but a better than average uh, NFL organization, why don't 
everybody else develop that culture. Uh, this whole idea of uh, player-friendly um, culture versus the strict regimen of coaching rules and management rules over this, you know, I, I just don't understand why more people don't adapt their culture. I know that half the league, a good portion of the league, I'm out of Tennessee, a former linebacker is our head coach, uh, a former scouting of the rector, um, John Robertson is our general manager. I get it, and there's but there's just not enough teams. That, I know what Matt Patricia is trying to do in Detroit, but I also look at Atlanta. I look at Miami, who has a former coach of the Patriots. Uh, but you know, I, I just look at these other cultures, and uh, and the NBA culture, and I just you you have to think, okay, why are you pushing back? Why don't you try to emulate this man's culture? You know, I don't like Greg Popovich at all, but why don't more people develop his type of culture? I think you can still be strict. I think Bill Belichick is a strict coach, but he's not a condescending jerk like a guy like like Greg Popovich. Both have the same type of culture where you check your ego at the door. You know, a couple of weeks ago, Tom Brady got the game ball. And he looked embarrassed to get that. Tom Brady is the most decorated quarterback of all time. Most would say he's the greatest of all time, you know. And I can I can't argue against it because if Brady was a was was a bleep up, they wouldn't win like this, guys. Their left tackle's been out. He's on IR. There, uh, Isaiah wins on IR. Brady didn't have that good enough statistical night tonight, but. This leads me into the Green Bay game. Green Bay, if the playoffs started on October the 21st, today, tonight, say the playoffs started tonight, is there anybody in the league that can even play with this team? And the only team I could even think of would be the Patri- or be the Packers. You know, uh, maybe, maybe 49ers. Uh, they scored nine points on the Washington Redskins this week. I know it was a, it was a, just a downpour of rain. But you got to ask yourself, is there anybody in the league that can play with this Patriot team if the playoffs started today? Remember, Patrick Mahomes is hurt. He's injured right now, currently. Um, you know, the AFC, they're not even close to this team. Baltimore's not really close. I mean, you you expect a 21-year-old kid, a young player, I hate to call NFL players, any of them's kids, but just a young player, Lamar Jack, you think he's going to beat this team? You know, uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger's out for the year. Phillip Rivers. They can't beat the Patriots. I mean, who is it? Who in the AFC would even give them any kind of game right now? With with Mahomes being out, my answer to that would probably be this Packer team. And what brings me to that game is that was a one score game until Derek Carr tried to be the hero and. And put that ball in harm's way 
and fumbled the football out of the end zone for a touchback. Aaron Rodgers goes back down, scores. The game's over, 42-24. to 24. Five touchdowns for Rodgers. This is a momentum-pushing game. Saturday night, I was with a friend of mine. We, we were out. And I watched Tennessee and Alabama. I knew Alabama was going to win anyways, but Jared Garantano jumps up in the end zone, same type of play, puts the ball in harm's way, fumble, th- uh, fumbles the ball into somebody else's hands from Alabama. The guy takes it coast-to-coast, 90-something yards for a touchdown the, the other day. Hey, man, good to see you. Another one of the bikes of dust, brother. Good to see you. I'm just talking about how teams continue to, to put the ball in harm's way and, and, and that's one of Bill Belichick's number one rules. Do not chance that. They won 33 to nothing tonight. And, it, and my point is, it, it's, 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 it's a combination. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, Techno Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you, man. I really appreciate all your help with my show and, uh, you know, watching the program, retweeting and all that. Uh, but my point is, Nobody, it's like these coaches are too afraid to to talk to the players, you know. They're too afraid to coach them up too hard. But Bill Belichick's number one rule, do not extend the ball over, do not put the football in harm's way. We'll get it on the next play. We'll take the field goal. Don't do that. That play, Oakland Raider fans, cost you the game. Tennessee fans in college, that play probably got you closer Thanks, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, buddy. I, you know what? I don't get paid for this, and I lose a lot of sleep. I got a uh, techno bowl, and the encouraging comments to you, some of my friends and family, in particular my sister, Crystal, uh, that keeps me going, man, because I have to work 12, 14 hours during the day, and I'm pounding that coffee at night, and I have to come in here and pound this show out because I want to have that national sports talk show host. Man, I appreciate that. And... um that is a, one of the announcements we're going to make tonight. Wednesday would not be a program until I get a better weekly schedule. I'm too exhausted. I do not want you guys to have a bad program here. Uh, I don't. I do not want Sports Scope to be weak like that. I want to have uh, Tuesday's show. Last week's got over 3,200 views. Uh, last Thursday's show had 200 views because I was dead tired. Okay, and I missed last Wednesday because I was out late. And I didn't want to come here and give you a bunch of garbage and be up that late again. But my point is that you he can't extend. He says, don't extend that ball over the line like that. I can't tell you guys how many times I've seen that uh, with running backs this week, with quarterbacks. I mean, you're not – if you look at it on camera, they're not even close to scoring. And – they stand that ball. They just put that ball up there. Here, let, let the, here, here. I, I'm gonna score. I'm gonna score. And the ref looks at that. And if that ball is is, is somebody just tips the tip of that football and it goes out of bounds, that can be a 14 point turnaround. When the average NFL game is three to five points, that's the game, mess. And I, I, don't, I just don't understand why anybody in their right mind would do that. You know, it's so stupid. That is, you know, it's just, it bogs my mind up. Again, 
the Patriots are so far ahead of people because a little fundamental beat that in your brain type of culture and discipline that they have. Yes, they took on Michael Bennett and he got suspended conduct detrimental. Yes, Antonio Brown is crying every day that he wished he would have still been a Patriot because he did not tell uh, Robert Kraft and Belichick about these uh, uh, these two uh, sexual um, uh, assault allegations, uh, those, those civil suits or whatever. But it, it's just those little things that separates, that makes them look like professors and the rest of the NFL, the majority of the NFL look like a bunch of elementary school kids. You know, I just it just bogs my mind up. And um, anyways, so the Rams, uh, excuse me, Oakland and in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers uh, look like the old Aaron Rodgers that we all know. Five touchdowns, 425 yards with two banged up receivers, his leading receiver out, a washed up tight end and a pretty good defense. And a pretty good running back. Not a great running back, but a pretty good running back in Aaron Jones. And I thought to myself that this guy, uh, they had they were, they were going on a short week against the Oakland team that went on the road and beat Indianapolis, who, who beat the other team that everybody said they could beat the Patriots, the Houston Texans, uh, who lost again. And then they turn around, they beat the Colts, and then they turn around and go all the way across the freaking world, and then they beat a great Raider defense, or a great Chicago Bear defense, come home to get a bye week, and I called for the upset, and that didn't happen, which was um, which was uh, that game against the, uh, the Packers. So, the Packers are the only team that could even match up against the Patriots right now. And, you know, and I say this till I get blue in the face. I know a lot of you hate their guts. A lot of that's envy. But I like efficiency in life. And I watch, the, I watch Clemson destroy teams. I watch Alabama beat uh, Tennessee with the backup uh, quarterback. And I think to myself, don't hate, congratulate. Emulate efficiency. I love smart efficiency. I love masterpieces. I love looking at great art on TV. Uh, I, basketball season starts tomorrow. I cannot wait to watch the Lakers and, and, and the Clippers play tomorrow. You know, I, I love when people work harder and become great at something. And it, it just kills me to watch the people hate. So do you want everybody to be mediocre? Do you want everything in life to be average? Stop hating everybody. Stop the hate. Congratulate. Emulate. Emulate means do as or better than. Do as or better than. Stop with this. The reason why I'm saying this, everybody, uh, Odell Beckham, uh, you know, they get beat by a, a above average defense or below average defense in Seattle who lost to Baltimore or Cleveland did. Odell Beckham is, is mad because he got fined $14,000 for not having his uh, uniform on right with his pants over his knees. I mean, why are you worried about that when your team is losing? But And your coach is scared to address you. 
You know, the Patriots just don't do things that way. They get up earlier and they work harder. Bill, uh, Nick Saban gets up earlier and he works harder. He still has the number two, number one recruiting class in the country when he's won six national championships. And you people hate that? I get tired of watching the same thing over again. Why don't you hate your coach? You know, Jeremy Pruitt, the coach of Tennessee, after Jared Garantano blew the game by throwing the ball uh, out of harm's way, the Alabama player gets it back and turns a one-score game into a three-score game the other way, and he hits the player on the helmet. He looked like an idiot. You're part of the problem, Jeremy Pruitt, because you're not recruiting. If you can't recruit like Alabama, don't coach like Alabama because you don't have the personnel to beat Alabama. You know? It just, and and uh, Muhammad Ali said this, I win these fights in the offseason. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and Nick Saban and and, and now Dabble, these players, these teams are one in the offseason, man. They're one in the preparation. They're one in the draft room. They're one way before that first snap ever starts. Um, Lawrence Taylor said that Bill Belichick, as a defensive coordinator, was Mr. Doom and effing gloom. His words, not mine. In other words, he was preparing you for anything. Some things that never came up. He overprepared. He overworked that that defense. And now you're seeing the fruits of his labor pay off. Uh, he's had the most athletic secondaries ever. Stephen Gilmore, Patrick Chung didn't even play tonight. And they won 33 to nothing on the road at the Jets. LaDainian, uh fair offensive line, Le'Veon Bell, Jay Crowder, C.J. Mosley on defense, Tremaine Johnson, Leonard Williams. That's enough players. I mean, Greg Williams, defensive coordinator, Adam Gase, offensive-minded head coach. You've got this second-year coach with a second-year quarterback, and that's the main thing. Sam Darnold, the four interceptions, 58 yards. You know, Colin Coward calls this guy the next coming. Okay, you know, get off the USC quarterbacks for a little while, but that's a different case. But, you know, it's just it's a combination of the little things and the lack of, of wanting to cause – someone to get uncomfortable and more and more adults, me being one of them, but I've corrected myself. I've worked in management for years, everybody, and I dress people, you know, and sometimes I have to make people feel uncomfortable. Sometimes I have to get out of my comfort zone to address people's problems so we can get better. A lot of these coaches are afraid to dress these players. Freddie Kitchens need to say, hey, look, man, don't put that on Instagram, man. Do go back and do go to work. Let's work hard. Odell Beckham is is um at one time he was talking on the uh, Instagram of uh, following all the Patriot players. Antonio Brown, same thing. They want discipline, but when they get on these other teams, they don't. Which one do you want? Jalen Ramsey. I mean, it's just you know. These guys, they they want to be about them, but they don't want to. Uh, be coached up and all that. But if, if, if the owners back these type of Bill Belichick, Tom Coughlin, uh, irritating coaches to the players, the league would be better, everybody. It would be more competitive. 
Coughlin had to pull back in the in with the Giants, but he had a a, a quarterback who had a good dad who disciplined him to to respect authority. Eli Manning, then you know, and they get they beat one two Super Bowls. And I was watching that two Bills documentary, and Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells were looking at those two Super Bowls that the Giants beat this Patriots team that was undefeated. This Patriots team is going to be historically good, but on the other side, like that 2007 team that went undefeated and lost to the Giants, he said, we gave you two there, Bill. We gave you two there. And I thought to myself, no, Tom Coughlin took them two from you because he's disciplinary just like you are. Fred Taylor said, I used to hate Tom Coughlin. I hated it when he, he rolled me. But then when I went to New England and won a Super Bowl, I said, oh, He's got the same kind of rules. Hang on to the football. Have everything tucked in. Come to uh, uh, practice on time. He fined uh, Randy Moss, he being Bill Belichick, for coming in late on a snow day a couple uh, several years ago. I remember reading that thinking, man, he's hardcore, you know. Randy Moss is from the country out of West Virginia. He has not seen that kind of snow. You know, West Virginia has their share of snow. But it's just my point is the league won't adapt this. I mean, I know that a lot of his assistants have, but they're afraid to make that extra step and getting these players rear in and tell them, hey, this is going to be the culture. If you don't like it, you can get out. The owner's got my back. The general manager's got my back. You know, it just bogs me up. I know that Brady um, is a big part of that because of his uh, level of dedication with Belichick. But anyways, that's my point there. Um, like I said, Green Bay had them going to the Super Bowl. Right now, it looks good. I think once they get healthy, they're going to play better offensively, even though uh, it's hard to do better than five touchdowns, 425 yards. Uh, I think you had, what, five incompletions all night, Aaron Rodgers. All that in a cup of soup. Uh, heck of a win. I had, like I said, I had Oakland winning that game because of their running game. But – like, again, Derek Carr trying to play hero, turn the ball over, what could have been three or seven points turned into zero, turned into points on the other end for the Packers. That momentum on the road completely turned that team around. Heck of a win. Also, another I told you so, 37-10 to Dallas, Philadelphia over Dallas. Let me ask you something, America. Let me ask you something, Philadelphia fans. Why is Jim, Stru Jim Schwartz still the defensive coordinator of Philadelphia? Why is Jim Schwartz, by the way, I know they've had injuries. I get it. I said they're going to have injuries on their offensive line. Excuse me, everybody. I got a podcast here. Okay. Let me, let me read over some stats here. Uh, 37 points to Dallas. 38 points the game before that to Minnesota. 27 points at Green Bay, lost to Detroit at home, 27 points there. Uh, you say, well, they won a Super Bowl with him. Uh, they gave up 33 points and almost 500 yards to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl that year. That was Nick Foles and Doug Peterson in that game. Uh, Jim Schwartz, the first year he went to the Eagles, he was rumored to have issues with um, with Doug Peterson over power of the team and undermining. That was two years ago. What they lost to Atlanta. 
Atlanta has quit on Dan Quinn. And that's another point I'm going to make here in a second. But why is Jim Schwartz? This is Philadelphia. They booed Santa Claus one time. They used to have a jail in their baseball stadium. They don't have it now, but I'm saying, you know. Why is he still the defensive quarter? I don't understand pro football talk, by the way, which I said before in this program. Uh, you got to take what they say with a grain of salt. Did anybody see how good Jalen Ramsey played on Sunday? Did you see what Julio did? He didn't do much. He didn't, he didn't do much. Uh, one of their rankings had him as a 49th best corner in the NFL. He wasn't the 49th best corner in the NFL. Why do you think the Rams, I thought they overpaid, but the Rams, two first-round picks and a fourth-round pick, and they look like world beaters all of a sudden. You know, it, it's just, it bogs my mind there. But um, my point about the pro football talk, Philadelphia, number one defensive line coming into this season in, in NFL, number one offensive line according to pro football focus. Um, this team's lost to Atlanta. Atlanta's only win is to, to Philadelphia. And I was completely wrong. I had Atlanta making the wild card. I was way off there. But why is Jim Schwartz still the defensive coordinator? Um, Philadelphia Eagle fans, you gotta call. You gotta call their local radio. You, you gotta call your local sports station. You say, "Look, man, he plays way too much zone. If if your cornerbacks are that bad, change your scheme. Maybe, maybe. If your cornerbacks are that bad, change your scheme. Now, on the flip side, on this program, I had a soundbite, everybody, but I didn't want. I don't want to get up and get it because it's on my other phone. But basically what I said on Thursday's program, which I called for Dallas to win, is you got to get the ball to Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, that's yeah, a Swiss cheese defense, man. I play fantasy every week. I said, listen, take take the receivers against their secondary. I said, take Stephon Diggs. He had 46 fantasy points against the secondary. I said, you know, take the quarterbacks. Take the, take, take the running backs against Philadelphia that catches the ball in the backfield. Seven catches for uh, seven targets, six catches for Zeke Elliott. I said that on Thursday night. I said, you're going to have to throw him the ball in the flat. Well, guess what? That's what they did. You know, uh, 37 to 10. Uh, yeah, they're Swiss cheese. They're, they're spread out. It's a zone, but they sit in that zone, and you can just run through it like a hot knife through butter. The zone looks great when you got excellent pass rushes. And your linebackers are playing out of this world, and they're covering uh, your running backs. But but it don't look great when they're not getting pressure, and you're just throwing against there. I I know you have to play zone in certain situations, but I'm a man guy, and, and and look at look at New England. That's 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 how you play defense. That's man to man defense. Everybody's on the right page. You don't give nobody nothing. You got to make the perfect throw. You got to run the perfect route. If you don't, your quarterback's going to get flattened or he's going to throw an interception like what happened tonight. So, um, Jim Schwartz, I mean, that's the first thing I would do Tuesday morning. Jim, thank you for your services. 
uh, we're going to promote uh, Coach Watt, blah, 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 or we're going to hire somebody else to tinker with this defense. I would bring in um, uh, who's the guy's name that used to coach for the Jets. Uh, oh, God, I'll think of his name here in a minute. His his dad, uh, Phillips, uh, not Wade Phillips, but uh, I'll think of him here in a minute. But uh, that knucklehead, he used to, I'd, I'd, I'd bring him in this year as an assistant to help out with the um, with the defense there. The former Jets head coach there and the Buffalo Bills head coach. Uh, his dad used to coach uh, but, uh, Rex Ryan. I'd bring in Rex Ryan as a defensive assistant and his brother to help out on the staff. And I'd tell Jim Schwartz to go uh, take a hike, bring them in for the bye week, and see what you can do with this team because they are way too finesse, my friends. So, But you know what? Dallas did what I said they would do. Get They got the ball. Seven targets, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, didn't turn the ball over. Defense played up the par, 37-10 to later. Dallas is in first place, just like I said. I actually said it would be a close game. I didn't think it would be like that. Okay, Saints fans, um, if you don't win the Super Bowl this year, you will not have this same staff next year. It's too good. Bruce Allen, Dennis Allen, excuse me, at uh, defensive coordinator, Sean Payton, head coach, offensive coordinator, Mickey Loomis, one of them three will be gone. One of them three will be gone after this season. And I'm not even talking about linebackers coaches, um, uh, secondary coaches, you name it. Uh, offensive line coach. This staff will not be intact next year. Why? Because when you go on the road, without your best running back, without your starting quarterback, uh, second row game in a row, and you beat a all-pro defense as a whole who's got their quarterback back coming off a of bye week in their own backyard and score 36 points on them, you're doing something. Backup quarterback, second row game, uh, backup, uh, starting running back out, best offensive piece, and you still beat them at Chicago? That's unbelievable. That is great coaching, man. One of the best offensive adjustments all year. Um, just... Scoring 36 points, Raekwon Smith, jeez, uh, you know, that linebacker guy, what's his name? Mm. That defense as a whole, Fuller and all those guys, um, it, it, that that was very impressive. I mean, I, I thought they would get, not lose. I thought the Bears would destroy these guys. I thought that was going to be like a – 20 to 7 Chicago, you know. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater is comeback player of the year. Uh, I think they got one more game against Arizona. By the way, I, my kudos to Arizona. They're not the worst team in football. That's between Miami and Washington, you know. 
statistically, Washington has the easier schedule coming in. So I was wrong about Arizona. Big win for them on the road at the Giants. You really got to wonder what the deal is with Daniel Jones at this point with all those players that came back. I know it was raining and he's still a young quarterback, but, man, he didn't look good. Lost me on fantasy there. But, yeah, 36 points, man. That's just uh, Cleo Mack is who I was trying to think of. Yeah, he did, man. He cost me big time. Uh, the only thing about him is – I was talking about Cleo Mack for the Bears, but only thing about Daniel Jones is that I had a problem with coming into this game was he hangs on to the football way too long – come in the season, excuse me. Way too long, a lot of fumbles, not a lot of paying attention – Want to run too much. Uh, they're going to have to correct that. I think the defenses are starting to pick up on that. You can't lose like that to Arizona on the, or at home, excuse me, with them coming across the country like that, man. Uh, they got a lot of adjustments to do. I know he's still young. I'm not going to throw him completely under the bus. It's just an observation, everybody. But, again, with this New Orleans Saint, not to sound like a broken record, if you don't win it this year, uh, you will not have the same staff next year. This The league is taking notice. They're going to rip your staff apart. Between Mickey Loomis, all those scouts, uh, uh, Bruce, uh, Dennis Allen, Sean Payton's assistants, that's going to get ripped up. That is really impressive. Kudos to the Saints, uh, their players, their coaching staff. Other than the Patriots, between the Saints and, and Green Bay, that's it. Two NFC teams. Nobody else right now. Patrick Mahomes is out. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, it's a league made on parity, but you know, it's just the cream rises to the top because they get up earlier and they work harder. Okay. Uh, Atlanta, Dan Quinn, uh, 37 points against the team coming east like that in early start time zone, 34 points. 53 points against Houston. Uh, beat by this Tennessee team at home, 24-10. With all that offensive power there, uh, this team has quit on Dan Quinn for the Falcons. The Falcons have quit on Dan Quinn. Uh, Alter Blank is starting to make these comments. I got to evaluate the team. First, she says, I believe in you. That's the, uh, the uh, death blow there. Uh, no, they, 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 they've quit on Dan Quinn. And that, you know what, everybody, you, just between us, do you, do you guys remember what happened to the last coach? His name was Mike Smith, great defensive coordinator from Jacksonville. At the end, they quit on him too. They quit on Mike Smith. Dan Quinn looked great when he had Mike Shanahan as the offensive coordinator, or Kyle Shanahan. But th there's something up in Atlanta. Atlanta is a vibrant city. A lot, I mean, I drive there for my career job sometimes. A lot of beautiful women, a lot of nightclubs, a lot of bleeping off in Atlanta. Can I be frank with you guys? Same thing in Miami. A lot of nightclubs, a lot of beautiful women, a lot of bleeping off. Same kind of problems. They get soft on defense. They look hungover. They look unfocused at games. They get their doors blown off. When 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 Atlanta won, uh, Dan Reeves and those guys, when when uh, when this Miami Dolphin team made it to the playoffs week year year in and year out, when they won a Super Bowl seventy two, 
undefeated team. They had one coach, Don Shula. Don Shula, this is this is what uh, uh, Mike Golick said. He says, if you fight in practice, Don Shula will, will find you. Fight in practice. Not a game. You and my inner uh, Alan Robinson. Not a game. Practice. If you fight in practice, I will find you. Thousands of dollars. Um, Pat Riley, if you're not there, if you're not in your hotel room, if you if, if you if you are not where you're supposed to be at curfew, he's going to find you. Pat Riley, the, the basketball guy, he's not the coach. What's he like? President operations. Strict, strict, strict. Why? Because these are party cities and these are young millionaires. And I'm a guy, I'm 38, and if I had that kind of money, it's hard for me not to chase women because I'm single, guys. I'm. Can you imagine being 25 in these kind of cities? And not to, well, you said, what about LA? What about New York? Yeah, what about LA and New York? Yeah, their teams are bad. When the Giants won the Super Bowl, Tom Mother Elfin Hoffman. Bill Parcells, strict, strict, strict. You have to be over when the, when these cities with got beautiful more nightclubs, more fun. Uh, you, not everybody's going to be married with kids on the team, guys. You're going to have the the Falcons. They're going to have to get one of these Tom Coughlin kind of coaches. They're going to have to get somebody who. And I'll say this, Matt Patricia's doing a pretty good job. He's still got to do some weeding out. He might want to do away, and, and like I said last year, which people thought I was crazy, I got a lot of blowback on this. Matt Stafford is uh, Rob Parker from Fox Sports said had, had that stat Pafford. He pads his stats. He don't do nothing. I'd probably move on from Matt Stafford. He might have a future with a better organization, but, I, you know, he just don't win enough for me. But Patricia is putting that. I will give him, you know, he, he's getting some fight in their guts. But you have to have these real strict, these cities like Atlanta, Miami, uh, the two coastal cities. Now, the Rams are playing well right now. Right now, the Rams are playing well. Uh, Chargers, they draft pretty well. Uh, they got Phillip Rivers. They got a first ballot Hall of Famer there. But these these cities like this, you really got to have these hard coaches on there because these guys at this age, if you got a majority of team out there partying like a rock star all week, Saturday night, and try to come in on Sunday, it ain't going to look good. A lot of you guys think I'm exaggerating. Okay. Uh, 37, 34, 53. That's effort, guys. That's effort. 53 points. Houston ain't that good. They're, they're pretty good. I, I mean, uh, Watson's having – he's in the MVP talks, but are they that good? Really? Really? No, they're not that good. Come on. They, they I, don't, I don't think they could put 24 points on this Patriot team. Right now, without Will Fuller, I don't think they can put 17 on the Patriots. They put 53 on Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, it's just and, – and, and these type of teams, these type of cities, 
You have to have a blank hole for a coach. You have to have that strict, strict uh, military rep, Nick Saban kind of coaches, these tyrant coaches. But, hey, if you win, you win, you know. Uh, it, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, Dan Quinn, Odd Shark, he's the favorite to get fired, everybody. Uh, Jay Gruden, if you if you took the if you took the odds and and, and it said John Jay Gruden, you know, if the Browns clap the Pats, I'll, I'll loan you ten, man. I'll, I'll give you twenty dollars. Just tell me the address to send it to, and I'll send you that money. Now, with my luck, they'll probably knock out Brady and Miles Garrett. And they will beat the Patriots, but I doubt it. Patriots take a backup quarterback to beat the Browns, man. You're going to take Freddie Kitchens over Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick is so far ahead of these guys. He's just so far ahead of these other. These coaches are like kindergarten kids, and he is a professor. It is embarrassing of what he's doing to this league. But you know something? I'd rather have a guy like that then have a bunch of mediocre coaches. People say, I want more parity. No, we're not going to come down to you. You got to come up to us. That would be my mentality. When I, a University of Tennessee fan, when Urban Meyer took over in Florida and Nick Saban took over in Alabama, I told my friends, I said, we, we don't need them to leave and take other jobs. Tennessee has to get their rear ends up and, and get to work and hustle and come up to them. You don't come down to them. You come up, you work your butt, you you up your game. You get out of your comfort zone if you want to beat Urban Meyer, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick. Well, I mean, I, personally, I would love for that to happen. Uh, I picked this team to go to the uh, playoffs in the offseason. I'd love for that to happen. I'd like to see it happen, but I don't see it happening. Uh, quite frankly, um, uh, whatchamacallit has regressed. Baker Mayfield has regressed. So uh, they're going to have to figure out. They've got the firepower to do it. We'll see what happens. I seriously doubt it. Hope I'm wrong, everybody. Maybe if Miles Garrett knocks Brady out of the game, he got a shot, you know. But uh, those are the big games I wanted to talk about today. I'm going to finish up storylines tomorrow. We're going to get into the college game tomorrow. Uh, Tua, him being out. That probably knocks Alabama out of the playoff hunt. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. I know a lot of Alabama fans don't want to hear that. You know, uh, Mahomes will be back in two week, two to three weeks. Uh, they've got a bye week in there. Their season is salvageable. If I'm the, uh, I know I know we're getting closer to the trade deadline, but if I'm Kansas City, I'm a buyer in the defensive market. Stop leaning on your quarterback that much. Colin Coward, Mitch, I'll give him credit for that. You cannot lean on your quarterback that much. You've got to get a running game going, and you've got to go out and be a player in this defensive market. Why? Because your window is closing, and you're going to eventually have to pay Patrick Mahomes $40 million a year. Then what are you going to do on defense when you've already got holes on your defense as we speak? They cannot stop the run. Uh, they look good. Uh, against Denver on this game, that's one game, everybody. You know, uh, but I will talk about other storylines. I'll get into that Baltimore game, by the way. Great pickup, Marcus Peters. Uh, he's a good rental guy. He's one of those head case guys that 
he he you can't keep him around too long. He, he'll get you get cancer in your locker room. He's good for a temporary time to get some get some uh, pick sixes and all that and make some big plays here and there. But he he don't want to listen to coaching and he can't stay focused too long. Kind of like having one of these diva receivers. Less than three years, you're gonna uh, more than three years, you're gonna have a problem. You want him for about a season, maybe two, and that and that's what Baltimore did. So kudos to the Ravens, man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say Astros, but I know the Nats are hot right now. Don't really talk a lot of baseball. Did watch a little bit of that. I'm glad the Yankees got beat. Like what Houston's been doing. Um, these playoffs actually been pretty good though. Uh, I think the Astros will win it. I think that was the world series, but I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't go the other way. I know the nationals are pitching at a high level. If you got two hot pitchers, you can ride them all the way to the end. That's like having a hot quarterback and a hot defense. Don't worry about anything else. No, I'm from Tennessee. Uh, I mean, the Nationals have the pitching, you know. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it is what it is, guys. I mean, if they, if they just got the pitching right now. If you've got that kind of pitching and you got that kind of El Tuve playing out of this world, that's chemistry. That's I mean that those Boston teams, a lot of chemistry with those teams. The early Yankee teams, not to get too much into baseball, but the early Yankee, it was based on pitching. Marno Rivera was a uh he was a farm system guy. Uh Jeter, chemistry guy. Farm he he was through their through their farm system. He was not a big free agent. I know Jason Giambi and all that rest of those guys were, but you gotta keep that in mind. So you really build your teams to the draft, you add your free agency to put it over the top. You don't build through free agency and you go to the draft. You build through the draft and then free agency puts you over the top. So that is what I have to say about that, everybody. I will be back tomorrow, 11 p.m. There won't be a show on Wednesday. Trying to cut down an hour so I can have better quality program on the uh, until I get a better work schedule so I'm not killing myself out here and giving you garbage here on Sports So I got to deliver these hard takes like it is, pushing these rhymes like weight. The Eagles cut. Uh, you know what? If that's what he wants, then uh, trade him and go out and get some more defensive players and fire that freaking Jim Schwartz and go out here and get Rex Ryan and his brother, Rob Ryan, and on your bye week, fix that defense and try to save the season. You've got too much talent on that team for that not to be the case. That's just what I'm saying. And I'm sure Philadelphia radio stations yesterday and today are going to be buzzing, you know? I mean, the guy's already been known to undermine the head coach, Doug Peterson. You gave up 33 points in the Super I don't know why they didn't move on from Jim Schwartz last year. Just saying, okay? Uh, have a good night, everybody. If you like the program, at rbutler723. Want to listen to the podcast. Google Sports Scope S K O P E. Yeah, and they're not really drafting that well here as of late. I would agree with that. I like what they did. They just had some injuries. Uh, Malik Jackson injury really hurt them. So that's all I have to say about that. Uh, go back and listen to the program. You'll see what I was talking about with that Eagles team and, of course, that uh, awful Atlanta team. Thanks, everybody, for watching Sports Scope. Thank you, Facebook. Thank you, podcast.